Hello and welcome to One Up in Events podcast, the events industry podcast that shares event professionals' experiences of what they have gone through that has helped them one up in their events career. This podcast is a fun and informal way to learn from industry peers and I hope inspires you to one up in your career too. I'm your host, event professional and influencer, Nicola Root. I have a sensational guest with me today, the wonderful, bubbly, hardworking and driven Laura Pierce. Laura has worked in the events industry for 10 years with experience across hotels, event management agencies, venue representation agencies and is now Head of Sales and Marketing at the RSA. Laura is so much fun to be around and I've been lucky enough to have worked with her back in her ITA days. She was the queen of Christmas parties. She is so passionate about building relationships and creating memorable events and will always find a solution when something goes wrong. I absolutely love seeing Laura at networking events to have a catch up, a bit of a gossip and share our knowledge and stories. She is always so cheerful, friendly and a joy to be around. I'm so grateful to have connected with Laura again recently. She is the person you want in your event tribe. She is so supportive, kind, and I'm honoured to have her as a guest today. Welcome, Laura, to One Up in Events podcast. Hello, and thank you so much. What what an introduction. That was so lovely to hear. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm so, so grateful that we reconnected again recently. Do you know what? I remember listening to your recent um, Instagram live with Kay, and that's what made me think, right, I'm going to get back in touch you know, we've kept kind of like talking throughout, haven't we, the last few years. But um, yeah, you've helped me so much recently. So yeah, it's amazing to be here. I'm really, really excited. Well, I'm really excited to have you as a guest. I just love when we started talking again. I was like, oh my God, Laura. And you think, I used to love when we bumped into each other at networking events. We'd always just connect. That's it. I think you just have those people, don't you, that you meet and you think, yeah, they're my sort of people. They're my tribe, like you say. I remember some... I mean, wicked nights out as well. I can't wait for those to happen again. <laughs> Bring them back, hopefully soon. Amazing. Well, let's get started. It'll be great if you can share your first experience that you've had that has made you one up in your events career. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I, I had some thinking to do, really, because there's been so many crazy experiences, I suppose, that have sort of shaped my career so far. But I think the first one that... I wanted to talk about was um, when I was a, a placement student at uni. So I started studying at events management at Plymouth Uni, decided to take a placement year. And I was really lucky. I was one of those people that it wasn't sort of mandatory to do in um, at Plymouth, but I managed to get land myself a job working for an event production company. So it was a year's on placement. It was, I mean, it was a tough year. Like it was four hours commuting every day. I lived in Hertfordshire. And it was all the way in Fulham. So it was a full on year, but it was probably the reason where I am where I am today. So, yeah, we did sort of like production for all sorts of events, but generally quite like high end parties and product launches, that sort of thing. And I remember one day being in the office and there's this really exciting job that came in. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, what is it? Like, tell me. And it was about two weeks after the job came in that they told me exactly what it was. And it was a husband and wife that I worked for. Anyway, it turned out to be a royal wedding up in Edinburgh. So it was the 2011 royal wedding for Zara and Mike. Oh my God, that's amazing. And at the time, I had no idea that I was going to go on this job because I, I didn't know. And I was obviously a student, so I thought, well, they're not going to put me on the job. 
obviously. Anyway, it turns out that the wife was pregnant and she was heavily pregnant by the time the wedding was going to come around. So anyway, they ended up sending me on this job. And this was the point where I thought, you know what, this is like, this is going to be like a defining moment in my career. And I'm like, I've got to go for this and I've got to just, yeah, go all out and go for it. Take the opportunity and just show them what I'm made of, like show them what I've got. So, yeah, we, we'd get everything ready. We, we worked in a warehouse. It was all like, you know, furniture, lighting, staging, dance floors, the whole shebang. So I was sort of responsible for getting all the staff together, all the crew, everything. As you can imagine, like months of planning, months of sort of getting everything together. And so we were up there on site and it was the day before the wedding. And I remember it was sort of like two hours to go before the wedding party sort of came back to the palace. And we were getting everything set up. And the the event caterers came over to me and said, you're going to need to move all your flight cases. Like, you can't keep them there. And we, we were sort of like, oh, no, no, we, we've sent our Arctic lorry away. Like, we can't we can't put them anywhere. Like, this is where, you know, we need to store them. Um, so they were like, no, we need that space. It's our catering area. So you're going to have to get them out of the way. And I remember thinking, oh, I do not know what to do here. Like, literally, we've sent our lorries away. There's nowhere to put them. I've got to sort it out. And I remember my boss looking at me and just saying, I'm busy. You've got to sort it. Like, you need to get this done. And so in my head, I was like, right, okay, think logically. Like, think logically. Come on, pull yourself together. And, you know, a little student, start of a career, doesn't have a clue what she's doing. So I had to call around just so many places in Edinburgh. Anyway, found a company that would do it. But then the next challenge is obviously the security at the palace because it takes months to clear people to get into those sort of places. I remember going, begging and pleading to this guy called Bill. He was head of security being like, Bill, you need to help me, please. And he was like, there's just no way we can do it. You know, we just can't, we can't clear them. It's not going to happen. Anyway, managed to talk him around. So he said to me, right, take this sort of radio. I'll make sure that we need to time this properly because the royal family are coming back into the palace. The crowds were gathering outside. Like it was all, you know, getting quite to that serious moment where they were coming back in. The lorry was arriving at a really similar time. <laughs> I just remember like waiting just in the palace doors and he was saying to me like you need to come and meet me outside basically and we'll let the lorry in with security at the side gate he was like only go on my call like don't go when I don't say go anyway I stood inside the doors I could see like sort of crowds of people outside couldn't see the cars though and I thought I heard go (laughs) and it wasn't go so as I was like running up the palace the cars were coming in and then like the queen was driving in the bloody palace doors and there was me running through the front all these crowds of people thinking who the hell is this girl like just running through the palace all I heard was get down get down there was me on the floor as the queen was driving in I remember looking at her as well like I remember seeing her and thinking what what is this moment like what is happening to me right now (laughs) I was just so confused I was like oh my god I could see Bill at the side gate like looking at me being like what are you doing (laughs) it was at that moment where I was like this is the most petrifying moment in my career but I want to do events this is what I want to (laughs) do oh you, you couldn't have made it up literally the timing could not have been worse but um yeah, but you know what? Pulled it off. And I think the moral of the story is things don't always go to plan. And I'm a planner. I, I like things going, you know, right in my way, as we do, you know, event profs. And I think that was my first experience of things like going wrong and realising that actually 
no matter how much planning you can put into something, things you know are out of your control and it's it's about how you react to them it's about how you go about those situations isn't it um and I just remember my boss being like oh well done that's amazing and he was actually DJing that night at the wedding so he was like do you want to stay around and and like just sit behind the DJ booth with me so anyway I got to sit behind the DJ booth so yeah I think that was um definitely a moment where I was like very proud of myself for yeah, for just um, overcoming such a, what seems like such a small thing, but actually for me at that moment when I hadn't had any experience in that sort of thing, it was such a big, big achievement for me. So yeah, that was my first sort of like one up, prove myself, did it, sort it out. <laughs> and what a story. Yeah. No, that is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also I love in, in the start of that story as well, the dedication as well that you had traveling like two hours each way to to do your placement and I think that's a big lesson that everybody in this industry is so passionate about what they you know what they do I think that's a, a massive point I, I took from that story but I actually I could just imagine you now like running across like and then there's the queen like I mean trying to explain it to people I just can't yeah it's one of those things that will just stay in my mind forever but and then the next day, uh, just just quickly, the next day we um, we all ordered pizzas as we were taking everything. Well, the day after the wedding, as we were taking everything down, I remember the pizza delivery guys like dropping these pizzas off and paparazzi taking pictures of us collecting these pizzas, thinking it was for the royal family. It was hilarious. It was just yeah, brilliant, brilliant moment in my career that I won't forget. <laughs> That's incredible, and what an amazing first experience to have in your career. I love that. Absolutely. I, I think you're right in terms of in terms of like putting in that effort then. I mean, what you do, I think, at the start of your career is just it does define where you're going to go and your path. And I remember the, you know, the long days, the, the days where I thought, is this really what I want to do? But without having done that and without that opportunity and without those stressful moments, you know, it's that you don't get to where you want to go I don't think you've got to put that hard work in and I think if, yeah if you work ethic and your dedication really does does pay off doesn't it yeah no it's amazing thank you what second experience are you going to share with us today that's made you one up in your career so second experience oh god it takes me back to my ITA days where, where you and I met um so yeah looking after Christmas and summer parties was I mean, those were the days. That was the dream. It was such a good couple of years. I absolutely loved it. So I would basically sell Christmas and summer parties into venues across London. So all over the city and the West End. And all year round, basically, that was me. That was I was like the Christmas fairy. Like that's what I was known for. And I I, I loved it. Um, but it would get to December and it would just, as you know, it would just be manic, wouldn't it? You'd like run in everywhere, running around all the parties. It was about I think it was 2016 probably um and it was the busiest time because by that point I sort of built up a good good you know a client list so I think it was about 60 parties that we had to go to and so I'd I'd run around from party to party as I'm sure you might have done as well and you'd be like you'd start off in the city you'd be going over to the west end and I remember there was one particular evening where I'd been probably at about six parties before I got to the final one and you're sort of like each one you, you sort of you know going to meet your clients seeing everything's going but behind the scenes you might be setting something up or you know helping to the chefs do something and you're running around like a blue ass fly aren't you like you've got your trainers on and then you're going outside and getting your heels on and meeting your client and you all put your face on 
And yeah, there was one one particular evening I turned up to the last, last party and it was in the West End at one of our sort of Georgian townhouse venues. And I remember just turning up and everyone looking at me as if to say like, help, <laughs> so like just help. And it was just carnage. Like it, I think there was way more people than they expected to turn up. Uh, everyone was really drunk by this point. And the, the actual event organiser who obviously we didn't work with, but we that was sort of my client. She just handed me a card and said, you've got to go out. You've got to find me Grey Goose. Like my CEO wants Grey Goose. Take my card. I need four bottles. Like, go. After like three hours of already running around the city, I remember just thinking, oh, my God, I'm in the middle of Oxford Circus. I've got to find Grey Goose. Like, surely it's going to be really easy. Surely. Could I find Grey Goose anywhere? It, literally, I was in the fourth shop. I remember I, I found it in the end. And it must have been like 20 minutes, but which felt like a lifetime by that point. And I could have kissed the man in the shop. Literally, I was so happy. I was like, thank you. You've saved my life. <laughs> you probably thought I was so mad. And so I remember going back in. And then uh, the next drama was that we didn't have cocktail glasses. But yeah, that's another story. I think, again, what I learned in there was like, you know, things are demanding of you and it's, it's when you go above and beyond that's worth it and you reap the rewards. Such a small thing, again, in that moment, all of these small things that you work so hard to sort of like rectify things and build your reputation really helped me in those few years sort of build a good client base. And it's those little moments that you think aren't recognised, they are, they, you know, they mean a huge amount to people and it does, it goes a long way. So I think, again, in those moments, just like, you know, running around, long days, again, things go wrong, but it's taught me a huge amount and it's helped me, yeah, it's helped me build build my client base and be successful in, in my roles. So that was quite a fun story. I love that. I think I've probably been in a similar experience like that before, but I love you just find a way, you keep going, find a way. Definitely, yep. Amazing, thank you. And what third experience are you going to share with us today that's made you one up in your events career okay so the third one takes me back to a couple of years ago in my career so we I was I was still in the position actually ITA and the company that I was working with at the time we you know it was quite a poignant moment because the company was going through a lot of a big restructure many acquisitions it was you know there was a lot happening at the time over quite a short period of time actually and I remember, literally, I was thrown from being in my own little bubble, you know, doing my job that I knew that I did really well, to pretty much becoming a manager overnight. I, you know, didn't have my director anymore. I had to go and report straight to the MD, who I didn't, you know, I wasn't exposed to that sort of thing. So I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was talking about, you know, budgets and reports and all that sort of stuff. I was very much in my Christmas bubble. But yeah, so that was that was massively challenging because. I had to step up and I had to show up and I had a team all of a sudden and I had these people looking at me like relying on me and needing me to lead the way and the company had com- you know completely changed really in the, in the space of a few weeks it was quite mad and people had left a lot of change so yeah I mean I it was petrifying absolutely petrifying I went from you know being passionate about my job and you know really dedicated and knowing exactly what I was doing and and loving what I was doing I knew the next step for me was management anyway but I still had a huge amount to learn you know I was I was I needed to learn from someone and so I was I was quite quite on my own for a couple of years in that 
situation. But how amazing though that I mean it must have been so scary, but don't you love that you just got you had to just do it and sort of learn on the job? Yeah, definitely. That and that's the thing, like from those moments it was just like, no, right, I need to do this. This has been thrown at me because I can do it. And yes, it might not have been exactly how I thought it was going to pan out in terms of me going into management, but it was time for me to step up and 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 take on this challenge. And within that time as well, actually, we had two, we went through like two office moves as well within six months. It was so much change. And it, alongside that, you know, I was going through some personal tragedies as well. And it was a really challenging time. But I think the, the main thing for me that I learned is resilience. And I think if there's one word that defines <laughs> event profs, it's resilience, right? And I think it's just really believing in yourself and knowing that whatever's thrown at you, you can achieve. Because I think one day, all of that stress, all of the uncertainty, all of the chaos, the long days, it's, it really does pay off. And I certainly wouldn't be where I am now without all of that happening. And, and actually, I look back at that and I think how grateful I am. I knew at the time when I was going through it, I knew that I'd be sick, so grateful. Obviously, when you're going through that, it doesn't, you know, it's really difficult. It's really challenging. But and I was super lucky. You know, I had an amazing team. We all got on really well. We had a laugh and, and they certainly helped. You know, I think it's, it's about who you're around. And yeah, I was incredibly lucky to have them. But yeah, I think that's that's definitely like my biggest one up, I say, because Without all of that happening, I wouldn't be where I am. No, that's amazing. I love the point you touched on as well. Like it, it is about who you have around you. Absolutely. I think, yeah, surround yourself with good people and build that tribe around you that is going to. And, and one thing I've learned as well, big time, is that you don't have to. What I struggled with was becoming a manager is thinking that I had to know everything and I had to be the best of everything. And actually, what I've really realized is that actually, if you've got people around you that are experts in what they do and they 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 do know more than you in certain you know areas and they they will be better at you at certain things and that's absolutely fine and that's good you know you want to build a team like that so surround yourself with positive good people no definitely thank you so much Laura that is amazing and some really really lovely points there that I think people listening will will learn from if anybody does want to reach out to you is it best on instagram or linkedin yeah please do yeah definitely on linkedin laura pierce and instagram feel free to drop me a dm laura pierce one always happy to talk and listen offer advice and support so yeah please do and thank you so much i've absolutely loved love being on this today you're amazing i love what you do you're amazing If you enjoyed this episode of One Up in Events with Nicola Root, I would love you to rate, review and subscribe. Apparently, it helps others know that we exist. I'd like to thank my amazing editor and producer, Emma Reevely, my incredible social media manager, Anisha Mayju, and my amazing fiancé, Brooke One Up, for creating music introduction. And of course, a massive thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening. It means so much.